How many of you here today have heard of Elizabeth Packard? In 1860, in Illinois, she was committed by her husband, who was a clergyman, a Calvinist, by the name of Theopolis. We know him from Acts, the beginning of Luke. He got tired of her because she was getting to be, have a bigger crowd than he was for teaching and preaching. And of course, in 1860, that was unheard of for a woman to preach, let alone have her own Bible study. So her husband was able to have her committed to the Illinois Asylum for the Criminally Insane. And she stayed there for three years. Throughout the time, she kept trying, of course, to be uh, released, but her husband thwarted her at every turn. She was finally released and began to campaign for the rights of women to, have, to not be incarcerated by their husbands who have grown tired of them. Because, of course, as we know, wives never grow tired of their husbands. And finally, a law was passed by the Illinois legislature that she could not, that women could not be incarcerated for no reason. The, the conditions that she lived in were horrible. They were, they were low paid, the staff was low paid, and the, uh, they were mixed in with the criminally insane. So they would go to lunch, and it wouldn't be too unusual for someone to come along and hit them. Throughout all of this, Elizabeth started another Bible study, and she became too popular in the insane asylum. That's when she was taken to an even worse wing in the building. I tell you all of this Because throughout history, as we well know, women have been doubted. And today, we heard in Luke's gospel that the, when the women came back from the tomb with this glorious news that Jesus was resurrected, the disciples did not believe her, said it was an idle tale, and that they ceased to, un to believe them. In other words, in the words of Anna Carter Florence, a New Testament theologian, what they said was garbage. And why should they be believed? Because as we know in early biblical times, women were nothing. Obviously, that still goes on today, but it also happened here in our country, in our state, into the 1880s. Now, some of the reasons that women could be incarcerated in the insane asylum were for committing such acts as domestic trouble. I guess that's sort of a catch-all phrase for when you don't know what to say, so it's domestic trouble. Hard study. Well, of course, Elizabeth would have been guilty of that because she would have studied the scriptures in order to teach. Novel reading was another one. So there are many of us here today that I know are guilty of that pleasure. And finally, 
religious excitement. That's what we have today, religious excitement. What would happen if a band of people, not necessarily just men, came to arrest all of us for religious excitement? The idea that a man who was dead, who had lain in a tomb for three days, suddenly rose and was alive again. A lot of people find that very hard to believe. Sometimes in my life, I have found it hard to believe. Dead people stay dead is what we know and understand. So how do we, what do we make out of this resurrection story? It is too wonderful and too magnificent to not believe, is what I've come back to. My theory is that why wouldn't Jesus come back to life? Why wouldn't God bring back his son whom he loved greatly? Marcus Borg is, was a New Testament scholar and he wrote extensively about Jesus. He even was a part of the Jesus Seminar which decided which pieces of scripture were, had, were true and they assigned colored beads to how true they were. Red was yes, white was maybe, pink was probably not. And they debated these verses and stories from the New Testament for a long time. When Marcus Borg was speaking one time, he discussed the idea of the resurrection because he too for a while didn't believe it happened. But he had a mystical experience. And out of that mystical experience grew his belief in the resurrection. He said, yes, that the stone was rolled away. Yes, that Jesus was alive. And best of all, Jesus is out there. And that's what he said. He is out there. He is creating havoc, good havoc, as John Lewis would say, good trouble. When we follow Jesus, we too make good trouble. When we say we believe in the risen Christ, we too are in cahoots with God and all of the believers in the world, past, present, and future. Now, there are some people that would like to say it never happened, and that's fine if that's what they choose to believe. But I do think that it is up to us to show them that it really did happen. Jesus did rise from the dead. Jesus walked out of that tomb and walked right into our hearts and has never left. And he will be with us all of our lives and in the life to come. That is radical good news. It's radical good news for when we feel lost and bereft, when we feel that there is no peace, when we see world events crash in on us. But we know that Jesus is always there. And anytime we work for good or peace or we love the unlovable or serve people we would rather turn away from, that's when Jesus is present. That's when he's out there. That's when he's alive.
On this Easter Sunday, we grapple with the unbelievable purely for the sake that we believe. We believe in God, and we believe in the risen Christ, and we believe in all of the things that they do to accomplish through us his work in the world. So suspend your disbelief for a moment, if you have it, and believe. And once you begin to believe, you will never stop. Because once you open your heart to all that is possible through the risen Christ, you will be satisfied and have a peace which you could never understand. A peace that permeates your life and how you conduct yourself. How you interact with the people you come in contact with. Because as someone just said, I see the face of Christ in all the people I encounter. So on this Easter Sunday, I see Christ in you. Happy Easter, my friends. Would you please stand? And let us affirm our faith by saying together the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. Through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior in these great 50 days, we are perpetually forgiven. So, my friends, the peace of the Lord be always with you.
organized chaos? Well, good morning, everyone. Your shoes untied, sweetie. So glad that you're here with us this morning on this beautiful Easter day. Whether you are in person or online and are looking for a church home, please know that you are in it and we are so glad to welcome you. The office will be closed Monday through the following, through next Sunday so that the staff can have a well-deserved break. But do know if there is a, an emergency, please do call me. My phone is always on. And with that, ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. <laughs> 